Knights to the offensive zone to Donoff. Between the legs, pass, White Cloud, scores! Two goals for White Cloud! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Works to the middle, he shoots, he scores! What a move from Nicois! Three to one, Golden Knights! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two is underway, and we are going to chat about the Henderson Silver Knights. A big couple of games coming up this weekend. Uh, Turn our focus to the second half of the season on the American Hockey League front. News and notes uh, with uh, VGK Insider Show one-timers, where we'll get into the Vander Kane situation. Henrik Lundqvist with a huge career night uh, tonight. And the update uh, status of Nathan McKinnon and Jonathan Taves as we uh, suffered a couple of uh, absences in the National Hockey League over the last couple of days. Darren Millard here on location at Finley Volkswagen Valley Auto Mall. Come down, say hi, check it out. Uh, uh, some inventory out in the lot. We are just actually taking a look at them uh, as the, uh, the, the new vehicles are bookending the main entrance here at uh, Finley Volkswagen. So a lot of great stuff happening uh, over here. But uh, let's slide into uh, some hockey talk. And here's Brian McCormick, uh, who last time we chatted with you, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, you were doing two games in one day, a National Hockey League and an American Hockey League uh, game. So how, how have you topped that lately? Well, uh, Darren, my printer broke this afternoon, and I'm trying to uh, learn printer maintenance on the fly. So not as exciting. I don't think we'll do any TV specials about it, but definitely uh, – it shortens the clock in the evening, so I'm 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 finding a way to make it interesting one way or the other. Is this the the the, the company printer or a copier, or is this like your home little printer? This is the little desktop printer that I bought for the uh, my desk at the Orleans for a temporary basis. Uh, that was a piece of junk the day I got it, and I've been kind of like uh, someone who loves their car, just trying to keep it alive for one more day. Uh, and I think I'm going to pay for it tonight, but. We'll <laughs> We'll be all right. We'll be ready to go when the puck drops. So what, what do you need printed out that you may not have uh, at your disposal tonight for the, uh, for the Henderson Silver Knights game? Well, game notes, line charts, uh, preview materials, uh, stat sheets. I'm kind of just going to make things up tonight and see if I get caught. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm leaning towards. Do you have a pen? I have a pen. I have some crayons. Okay, so you uh, should be Polaroid good. Polaroid camera and an imagination. I think we're going to be all right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so we have the All-Star <laughs> game coming, and we'll get into the Henderson Silver Knights in, in just a little bit. Uh, but the All-Star weekend's coming up, and uh, a new uh, batch of tickets have just been released uh, and uh, gave the, everybody the, the connection to that. It's vgk.io slash all-star, and then the number 22, so 22. Uh, vgk.io slash all-star. 22 and that can get you in the skills competition or the game if you buy these uh, all-star game ticket packages and then we've got the fan fest at the vegas convention center and you can go to nhl.com slash fanfare uh for that they have an all uh mascot competition that's going to take place over the course of the three days have you ever thought of wanting to be a mascot have you ever like considered it you know, I have. Uh, and I was actually, I was lucky enough, I was in Columbus uh, interning there when the Blue Jackets hosted the All-Star Game in 2015. I think that was the first time they had the uh, the mascot game on the ice. Yeah. And that was that was one time that I was really, uh, it really seemed like a fun and exciting proposition because Harvey the Hound was just running around with reckless abandon 
And I thought, someone's got to go down there and put him in his place. But I couldn't because I was not in the proper uniform. So that was a time when I thought, you know what, someone, you know, every now and then we need an ordinary man to step up and be a hero. And I thought that was my day, but it just didn't happen. Would you want to be like a, a small, uh, nimble mascot? Or would you want to be like like Chance? Or would you rather be Yuppie or, or Gritty? Yeah, definitely, definitely the more agile, slender, muscular type. Yeah, because I feel like the the guy who's inside the the UP costume, he could have an eight pack, and we won't know. He's being clouded by his uh, his alter ego. I think uh, I would like to be. I'm trying to think of a, of a good example of because uh, when I was in San Antonio, the T Bone was the mascot there, and he had rippling biceps and huge shoulders, and he he was the the bad boy of of mascots. And I said that's. If I can't be that person when I'm walking around in real life, you know, the, when you're the mascot, that's your chance to be someone completely different from yourself. So the shredded bad boy is what I'd like to be if I were a mascot. So that's, uh, that's what I, I have to go with. I'm against you on that one because I don't want to look in the mirror as the mascot and see shreddedness and, and muscular uh, and, and then take off the costume and be a bag of milk. Uh, I want to be gritty and take off the costume and look at the mirror and go, I look good. Well, Darren, who says you have to take it off? I don't. I think when Yuppie goes home, he stays Yuppie for at least a, a solid three hours. I think. I've known a few mascots in my day, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's some mascots that think that they're actually the mascot that have used the mascot in the third person because they they just they're separate, and then there's the mascot, and I'm like, aren't you the mascot? Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's. I don't. I, I don't think Batman wants to be Bruce Wayne. I think he wants to keep the cape on a few, you know, a few extra hours where he's sitting around the house. Well, no. let's, uh, let's you and I grab a couple of beverages, and we'll take in some of this, uh, this mascot uh, competition. You've got, uh, you've got People lucky. who are listening thought we took in the beverages already. I don't think we've <laughs> ever had a conversation that's gone this far into the woods. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you and I together, we, we've tended to have some off-the-wall conversations. We're just doing it on the air this time. Uh, you've got Lucky, you've got uh, a game tonight, and you've got your head coach back. Uh, tell us the great news about Manny Viveros. Yeah, so Manny is going to be making his return behind the bench tonight against the Colorado Eagles. He's been given uh, medical clearance from his team of doctors to, to return to full active duty the rest of the season. So uh, obviously they still with the situation that they'll, they'll keep monitoring, keep their eye on, but uh, with the scans and the tests that he's had over the past month, he has gotten exactly the news that he was hoping to get. It's been just continued good news, good news, uh, progress, and, and uh, his prognosis, very, very good. So his doctors have said, Yep, go behind the bench, go on the ice, return to, to normal activities, and uh, that's a huge lift for everybody. No, he just doesn't jump in. You don't just uh, go from uh, the sidelines to coaching in, in professional hockey. What's What's been the transition for him? Yeah, so he, he's been definitely, and uh, not surprisingly, keeping an eye on everything. He's even able to attend a couple of games and watch from up above at, at home. Um, you know, he's been in very regular contact. So he knows that he's up to date on everything the team has been doing. Uh, and, you know, now he was able to be on the ice this morning and, and get back to, to that normal routine. He said, and for those who've uh, forgotten or maybe didn't know, this is his second return this season. And in late November, he rejoined the team after his initial uh, diagnosis, came back for a couple of weeks, and then it was the first week of December, stepped away again, so he got treatment, uh, and now he's coming back again. So when he came back in November, he said to the uh, the assistant coaches, to Jamie Heward, Joel Ward. He said, "You guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm not going to, you know, butt in. I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to disrupt the, the flow here." And Jamie Heward said that lasted about one line change before Manny Viveros had the reins again and was was running the show. So 
similar tonight, I, I, Manny said, you know, I, I'll I'll ease my way in. I'll you know we'll we'll get a rhythm for it. I, I think about one shift will go by before uh, Manny Viveros is one hundred percent Manny Viveros once again and and uh, calling the shots. It's a hot ticket tonight, uh, too, uh, not just because Manny's back, but uh, I've talked to a number of people around town who are going to this weekend's uh, set of games. Uh, give me the, the setup uh, for when, where, and uh, and what's at stake this weekend. Yep, so at the Orleans will be a 7 o'clock puck drop for tonight and tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's a, a televised game as well. Um, and it's it's a Colorado team that just comes roaring in. They've won eight in a row. They're 9-0-1 in their last ten. Uh, some fans might have been excited or hopeful that they might see Dylan Secura, who was among the uh, top producers for the Silver Knights last year. This year he's been with Colorado. Uh, if fans were hoping for that, then unfortunately for them, Dylan Secura was called up to the Colorado Avalanche yesterday. So fortunate for Dylan, unfortunate that fans were looking forward to. Uh, but this is still a Colorado team that comes in with a ton of firepower. Jason Megna, Kiefer Sherwood, a couple of first-round picks, and Martin Kaut and Justin Barron. This is a very good Colorado team, and it's a Colorado team that, with their current surge, have leapt past the Silver Knights in the standings, and now you've got a bit of a, a three-team glut between Colorado, Bakersfield, which comes in in a couple of weeks, and the Silver Knights, uh, all within uh, arm's length of one another, trailing the, uh, the Stockton Heat in the Ontario range. So the race is getting crowded. In the Pacific, and of course we have half the season to go still, but it seems that uh, when, when a team has its surge, as soon as you let up on that surge, another team has theirs. And uh, the Silver Knights had a bit of a bumpy last two weeks. They went 2-3 and three against Stockton and Ontario, and in that time, Bakersfield and Colorado uh, closed the gap. So uh, meaningful games in, uh, in late January and early February. That's a pretty good way to start off. Uh, the second half of the season. Got a couple of players back from the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in the past uh, few days. Uh, has the lineup uh, settled into uh, a bit of stability? You know, a little bit. They've gotten, uh, as you mentioned, Jake LeCision, Daniil Miramanov, Jonas Rombjörg, who bounced back and forth. Uh, they've gotten Sven Berchi back for the last uh, five or five games or so, and he's been putting up uh, pretty much a point-per-game pace over that stretch. Uh, Derek Pouliot's wife was was kind enough to have their uh, second child, Lane, on uh, Tuesday. Uh, she she was very smart. She picked a, a window uh, a week where there was no hockey, so uh, Derek Pouliot hasn't missed any time uh, due to that. He'll be ready to go for tonight. Uh, this is the healthiest that the Silver Knights have been, uh, and they've added Alan Quine to the equation over the last couple of weeks as well. So still a couple of guys on the sidelines working their way back who uh, you know will, will make tough lineup decisions for the coaching staff when Leighton Ahak is ready to come back, when... Uh, Jermaine Lowen is ready to come back into the mix. Uh, but right now, with the exception of Logan Thompson, who remains with the VGK, th- this is about as full strength as the, as the Silver Knights have been this season. Hey, what are expectations as we chat with uh, Brian McCormick, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, uh, who will uh, play a, a very difficult uh, back-to-back set against the Colorado Eagles uh, tonight and tomorrow? The expectations for this weekend or for this team? This team. You know, I, I think I think the expectations are playoffs. So there's no question about that. I think what you know, it's, it's an interesting question to ask, Darren, especially after the last week and a half, because they went up against first place Stockton twice, second place Ontario three times in a five game stretch. This was a gauntlet of a week, and they went through picking up four of ten points. But you know, against Stockton, a really, really staunch defensive team, perhaps the best goaltender in the league. The Silver Knights were in one-goal hockey games, found a way to win in overtime on Saturday, but it was it was a tight margin for error playoff-style hockey. 
against Ontario, they, they got worked a little bit by a, a really high-powered offensive team. So I think with that education, seeing what, uh, what you have to chase and, and where the Pacific Division likely goes through, you start to look at, okay, how do we make sure we're in a, a top three position at worst? You know, you, you, you of course shoot for the moon, but how do you make sure you're in that top three window when the season's over? And then the playoffs, anything's possible. So I, I think they were happy, con- content, but not, not thrilled with what they learned against Stockton and Ontario. But now going forward, there's a lot of Colorado and Bakersfield on the schedule. Uh, how do you uh, make sure that you're in the, the very top echelon of that second tier in the Pacific before you try to make a dent in the two teams above you? Yeah, you know, I've got a lot of buddies who have been through town recently, and uh, they're going to, to Henderson games uh, if, if the Vegas Golden Knights aren't in town as their, their primer uh, before they go out on the town. So it's, it's worked out great for them that they get to be able to see hockey, and they always come back uh, talking about the, the helmets and, uh, and the, the show <laughs> that, uh, that, that, that the Henderson Silver Knights put on. So, so that's awesome. Uh, Goaltending-wise, with, uh, with Logan Thompson up, who's, who's played net lately? Iri Patera has been phenomenal. He's been absolutely outstanding. Uh, made 46 saves uh, in a uh, in a losing effort against uh, Stockton on Friday night. Made 46 saves and lost uh, 3-1 with an empty netter mixed in. So uh, brilliant on Friday night. And then Saturday, Dylan Ferguson left the game in the first period with an injury, and Iri Patera came in about 19 uh, as the Silver Knights came back from a, a two-goal deficit to win. So he has taken a a substantial leap forward from last season. Uh, and last year, you know, it was his first pro season in North America. He missed, he was injury hampered until, you know, late February. So it was a bit of a disjointed start to what was a strange year overall anyway. Um, and, and played well, but, but it was hot and cold trying to find his footing. This year, there's a confidence, there's a swagger, and, and there's a, uh, a bit of challenge in his game. So, uh, he's already won a couple of games kind of single-handedly over the course of the last couple of weeks. But I think he's also recognized with Logan Thompson up uh, with Vegas, this is a chance for him to really stake his claim uh, as someone who can be relied on in a, you know, a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, and and he's, been, he's been the best for the Silver Knights since Logan Thompson went up. Can I uh, invite anybody who knows anything about printers to stop by your broadcast location and help you out tonight? Uh, at this point, you're going to need somebody who knows about jigsaw puzzles. Oh, uh, oh did, did, did you smash it? You, I'm glad you called when you did, Darren. You, you calmed me down. I'm having one of those uh, one of those days where I just start yelling uh, to myself. Yeah, uh, and that's good practice for the broadcast because I'll be yelling to myself for three hours anyway. So that, that's how we're getting warmed up today. Now, you're one of those great people that everybody loves. Like we all want, aspire to be like Brian McCormick, but when Brian McCormick <laughs> snaps, it's it's not. I'd say it's more funny than it is attention grabbing because it, it's, it's, it's endearing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like <laughs> the, 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 the 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 phone toss or the printer smash. Like it's like, oh, look at Brian. He's so fun, even when he smashes a printer. <laughs> it's just just Brian. He's great guy um i'm gonna hang up on you now uh b- before you reach the phone and, and, and strangle me but uh, uh have a great call tonight seven o'clock at the Orleans arena colorado against the henderson silver knights and then tomorrow night you're on tv with darren elliott correct thank you darren looking forward to a good weekend and thank you for that little boost of confidence because now if i do break the printer i still know i'm charming well <laughs> 
Have fun, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Darren. Have a great night. Uh, there's my good friend, Brian McCormick. Uh, one of the great things about moving to Las Vegas is uh, getting to meet new people, and uh, he's right at the top of the list as uh, one of my favorites uh, in and around the, the, the hockey world. He, he does a great job, too, and uh, he'll have the call on 1230 the game tonight at 7 o'clock and uh, simulcast tomorrow night on the TV side with Darren Elliott, the Olympian, uh, on board there. Uh, we have a, a long list of games to get through, and we're going to do it as a game as we rate this past week's contest on the VGK Insider Show. Smoking! You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. It's a 1-1-1 one, one start to the road trip, Chris Chapman. You've got the win in regulation, by the minimum number of goals, you have an overtime loss to the Carolina Hurricanes in which you rescued a point from defeat, and then a close regulation uh, defeat against the Florida Panthers. How do you rate these three games? Well, I'm, I'm going to rate them collectively, and yes. I'm going to say it's a ghost pepper. I think you came off a, a, a homestand that, well, let's be honest, I think would be very disappointing for for. You know, a lot of people, uh, you go on the road for a very tough four-game stretch. You get the shutout against the Capitals, who are flying high. They've got the guy who's chasing Wayne Gretzky in goals, and he's been on fire this season. You don't give up any goals to that team. Don't care that they only won one nothing. Doesn't matter. You got the shutout on the road, the first game of a road trip against a, a, a team that's really good. So that's that's a really good start. I don't think they played particularly great against Carolina, but they got the point, and that's really all that matters. I'm sure Carolina doesn't care that they got a a, a loser point in that one from Vegas. I think Pet- uh, Carolina's better than than we all give them credit. Carolina's really good. They they might be uh, a team that's playing for a certain piece of hardware come uh, come June because I, I I think they're that good. Uh, they got to get through with some some other really tough teams, but that team and they finally have something that they've lacked in years past, and that's a guy between the pipes. And I think Freddie Anderson is is a guy who who I think is very underrated and probably underappreciated. No, 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 he's exactly where he should be because he hasn't won anything. He's what? had opportunities in Anaheim. He's had opportunities in Toronto. He's had another regular season. Uh, don't say he's underappreciated. Well, I I don't think you blame him. You can't blame him for what happened in Toronto last season. I mean, he he doesn't go out and score goals. Win, baby. And, and last night, I I, okay. I think it was a really good game. I, I think the scoreline flattered uh, Florida because I don't think it, it obviously was not a 4-1 game. It was 2-1 in right. the final minute of the game. Um, I was not thrilled with, the, with either goal that they gave up. I thought the Sam Bennett goal, I mean, he, he basically picked the puck up at, at – the goal line and went coast to coast and, and beat Leonard, I think, on a shot that probably shouldn't, w- shouldn't have counted because he didn't pick a corner. Well, it counts. He just went, he just went 18 hole. <laughs> it, it, it counts on the scoreboard, and that's yeah. really all that matters. And I don't, I didn't like giving up a shorthanded goal. I thought that whole power play was was a hell of a play by Barkov, though. It, it is, <laughs> but but the power play was just very discombobulated from the start. But I think when you when you look at the fact that it was a two one game going into the final few minutes of that game, I, I think the Golden Knights would have liked to have had an opportunity, and they did. They, 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 they pulled the goalie, and uh, Florida makes him pay with two empty net goals. But I think overall it's a ghost pepper. I, I think it's a lot better of a start than or a lot better of a road trip than I think a lot of people would have thought they were going to have. And you have an opportunity. Okay, what's to, a ghost pepper, three out of five? No, four out of five. Okay. I, I think uh, it's better than habanero and jalapeno and certainly not a bell pepper. Um, so three out, of, three out of, what, six possible points so far, I think that's pretty good. And so you're 500. 
Yeah, but I think you're 500 on the road, which is no. It wasn't a criticism, Chad. Oh, okay. You always, you always, you always assume the worst with me. Well, you've given me good reason to assume the road, the worst. <laughs> and then I think, look, the, the reality is this team has shown in the past that they can play with Tampa. I, I think maybe, hopefully, you get someone else back tomorrow night. I, I have no idea. Vasilevsky my, was all world. When he they was really there. good, but but. I think my fingers are crossed that maybe you get a jolt back in the lineup and you get a guy back who... Oh, hold on. They've had jolt after jolt. Yeah, so you, you, but... went, you went ghost pepper. This is, this is what's happened on this road trip. They recorded the first shutout of the season. They got a performance from their starting goaltender in which he's given up two goals in two games. You're 500 through the toughest road trip in franchise history with one game to go, and you've added Smith, White Cloud, Haig, Stone, and Pacioretty all on this road trip. Well, there's one guy that, 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 that's... Hey, this that's, is my time, fella. Well, you cut me off. I, I this, didn't get to finish. This right now is a five out of five. Even if you lose tomorrow, just by what you've done with the roster and getting healthy with the possibility of adding Alec Martinez uh, tomorrow. And I don't know whether he's going to play. I kind of thought that he would have played already. Uh, but there's still that that chance that, that Alec Martinez uh, could go back in because we've seen him out uh, of the red non-contact jersey for a while now and and looking forward to seeing him back in the lineup. But if, if you can add, and if Martinez goes in tomorrow night, you can add three of your six defensemen plus Pacioretty and Stone, two-thirds of your money line, and Smith from the Misfits, even if you come back below 500, just what you're coming back with is a five out of five uh, based on on the uh, talent available for the second half of the season. I, I, I have a hard time going five out of five simply based on the fact that they lost two of the games. I think if you win one of those two games yeah. that you lost, uh, I, I'm, I'm here all day for the five out of five, but... At the end of the day, you got two L's in the loss column, even though one is an overtime loss. Yeah. I think four out of five is, is right about where it should be. What were your expectations for the road trip? I, I said um, if they could get four out of four out of eight points or five out of eight points, it would be an absolutely wonderful road trip. So I right think, now they're, they're, they're right in the wheelhouse of your absolutely wonderful road trip. Yeah. You know what? Get a, get a point or two tomorrow night and come home, and I think you're really thrilled as you, you host the Buffalo Sabres. On Tuesday night, and, and I think that's 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 what you could have asked for. Look, it, like you said, it's the toughest road trip in, in team history. You're playing four teams that probably have a chance to win the Stanley Cup, and I I, I think if you can get four points out of this, it's 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 great. I think that's really what you could have asked for. We're not that far off from each other. No, four no. out of five. Because my five mine's a five. high four. I think the two L's, it, it, if they, like I said, if they would have won one of those two games, I'm all on board with the five out of five. They probably played better in the regulation loss than they did in the overtime defeat. I think they played really good last night. You know, there, there were two breakdowns, and other than that, I, I thought they were they were against a team that, that averages, what, almost four goals a game at home. They're, they're maybe the best home team in the NHL. High-scoring is- home team since... Lemieux and Yager in yeah. the mid nineties. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. And and it's funny because if you watched on television last night, there really weren't a lot of people in in attendance. I was no, actually, I got, it, you know, it it did get better. I'm glad you you mentioned that. It did get better in the second and third. 
Uh, people, just so you know about FLA Live Arena, there's, when you've got the middle section of the rink, a ticket to the middle section of the rink, you have access to these suites and, and a restaurant, and it's all you can eat and all you can drink. And people tend to, when they get there, have their dinner. And the first period, it looks like there's nobody ever there. Yeah. And just to be fair to the Florida Panthers, because I've piled on that organization enough over the years, uh, that uh, that there was a good crowd last night. It just takes a while for them to settle into their seats in the second and third. There's never anybody in their seats because everybody's up having dinner and, and socializing and getting getting ready because the, the, the 7 o'clock starts. So that's sort of why. But if you go back and look at some of the highlights, the second and third, uh, the, the place was packed and it was, hey, see the rats? The rats are back too. <laughs> good, good. I mean, it's nice to have a tradition and, and I think Florida. Robin I mean, Leonard doesn't agree because I think I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure he got hit by one. Oh, yeah. As he was skating off the ice last that, night. That would uh, anger me. You see him me looking as... around? He was looking around. He's had a pretty rough uh, rough, rough go of things. He, he got yeah. his, his cage broken yep. by Ovechkin and then maybe possibly potentially hit by a rat last night. Uh, yeah, I'd, I, I'd be pretty angry about that, too. I'd be salty. I don't two like, goals, I don't like rats. Uh, maybe Robin Leonard's hitting one of those uh, heaters and tomorrow night uh, against Andre Vasilevsky. So we've got a four out of five, a five out of five, a pretty good uh, road trip, uh, 500 for points, but gaining back Pacioretty, Stone, Haig, White Cloud, Smith, and maybe Alec Martinez. And that's why you'll have to tune in tomorrow to the pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas at 3 o'clock. When we continue, it's one-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League, a hot take on a suspension plus updates on a couple of Hall of Famers and a big honor for Henrik Lundqvist. It's the VGK Insider Show broadcasting live from Finley Volkswagen, the Valley Auto Mall on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers presented by Paul Powell Law, more lawyer, less fee, and we have news from inside the Pacific Division. Uh, one big story that I'll get to in a second. First, I want to tell you that Patrick Alvin, uh, the first uh, Swedish-born uh, general manager in the National Hockey League, hired by the Vancouver Canucks, he joins Emily Castagay, who is the uh, the first assistant general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. So Jimmy Rutherford, who is brought in. Uh, after the dismissal of Jim Benning, has put in charge his hockey operations squad. Full change over there. So it goes Jimmy Rutherford, former general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, he brings in uh, Patrick Alvin, who was with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So there's some familiarity there. Emily Castingay, the former agent, uh, is the assistant general manager. And Bruce Boudreau is the head coach and they've got some uh, some good results going right now with the Vancouver Canucks uh, some stability for Vancouver as they try to get back into it in the Pacific Division uh, in the second half of the season now to the Edmonton Oilers and what's happening with that team that has underachieved massively since December 2nd when they were first overall in the National Hockey League. It is official Evander Kane has signed on with that one-year deal Evander Kane will make his debut tomorrow. Uh, Kane, if you missed it, uh, 
but will not face any type of discipline uh, in regards to the accusations uh, of uh, going to Canada and violating COVID protocol uh, over the Christmas holidays and into uh, the new year. Uh, there is insufficient evidence that he knowingly did anything wrong. So Evander Kane is uh, cleared to play and has inked that deal with the Edmonton Oilers. And he is, uh, how does he affect this team? Well, there's, there's two ways to look at it. Uh, one is the hockey side, and the other one is the public relations and, and the past that follows around Evander Kane. Uh, here, here are the lines, just the top two lines for the Edmonton Oilers, what we expect them to go with tomorrow night. Connor McDavid, Evander Kane, and Zach Hyman, and then Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, and Kyler Yamamoto. Those are your top two lines. Should be great. Evander Kane can score, and he can stir it up, and he can be physical. And there's two very distinctly different ways to view this transaction. And I can sell you, and I can make a case for this or being a positive and this being a negative, and I can do it equally uh, as passionately and not an ounce of, of putting on a sales job for Sports Talk Radio. Uh, as as a PR situation, as uh, the a person that's uh, been basically uh, falling out with his teammates in Winnipeg and Buffalo and San Jose and the distractions that he's uh, caused and the off-ice issues uh, that he's been involved in, uh, I don't like it at all. And that is uh, the way he affects uh, those around him and what uh, what he brings uh, an attention uh, that's not great uh, to the organization i'm not a fan of it and if it was me i, I would not uh, would not have brought him in i understand why edmonton did but i wouldn't do that on the hockey side of it it's brilliant it is 100% the right thing to do if you're the Edmonton Oilers, he can give you a jolt. He instantly becomes one of your best goal scorers on a team that you have two MVPs in Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. He is a game changer and potentially a season changer. And to criticize the signing is letting the off-ice past cloud your judgment on ice. Should those be blended together? Probably, but it's very difficult to do, and I find that uh, that there's just too much of a bias one way or the other, and usually it's against Evander Kane, and with good reason to be against Evander Kane, uh, but there's a bias there. So if you separate the two, off ice, the signing, looking at the person, I would not have gone anywhere near this. But it speaks to the place that the Edmonton Oilers are in. As a hockey signing Ken Holland would have been doing his hockey club a disservice not to pursue this, and it's a victory that he got Evander Kane to sign there for this one-year, very cheap deal that's, uh, that's prorated. And it has the potential to put the Edmonton Oilers back on track and give them a boost. Every, I love what Connor McDavid said. Like, there's, there's an obvious we, to, we can't ignore, and I'm paraphrasing, we can't ignore what's happened with Evander Kane in the past. It's a reality, and it's a fact. But they've got good leaders, and a lot of people uh, that don't even wear letters, the alternates or the, or the captains, who can, uh, who can have an influence on that room. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, and they're, they're not really out 
they're not out much money, but they owed it to themselves uh, the opportunity to take a crack at a, at a guy that, on a good year, like this year, if he was healthy and playing in a good spot, he just scored 50 the way goals have, have gone in. Chapman. I agree with you on a lot of what you said, but there's the elephant in the room here, and that is... What is the NHL going to do about Evander Kane and his suspension? How many games? They're, they're, not, they're not suspending him. They're not going to suspend no, him. No, no. I, I said that right off the bat. They've looked into the uh, COVID protocol violations, the accusations over the holidays, and they found insufficient evidence that he did anything knowingly wrong. So does that mean that he now has a case for wrongful termination with the San Jose Sharks? It will not. apparently will not affect uh, uh, that investigation, but... He's appealing it, so yeah. I mean, he's, he's, I, I I would he's too. Gonna I take, mean, he's going to take a crack at how it, much? How many millions did it cost him because of the fact that they terminated his contract? Yeah, it's 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 probably not the greatest in the argument of terminating that that contract, but for Evander Kane to be back in the National Hockey League, this this is the only avenue for him to get back to the National Hockey League. And by saying this, it means being out of the. San Jose Sharks property. Yeah, now I, I, he, I'm going to push he, he back. Could have been bar- he, no, he could have been buried in San Jose with the Barracuda in the American Hockey League all year because nobody was taking that contract. Nobody. Well, yeah. by, by dismissing the contract and, and terminating that deal, it freed up Evander Kane to sign anywhere else, and he's back in the National Hockey League. He, he could pursue it, but, but as a hockey player, this was the best-case situation for him and he gets to ride shotgun with uh, with Connor McDavid. Yeah, no, I'm going to push back a little bit because I think when you mentioned they have good leaders in the room, I kind of feel like the Sharks have good leadership as well. Logan Couture, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, those are all guys who I look at as, as quality locker room guys. Yeah. So I don't have any reason to – because, look, even go those back were, to that, – That was Connor's words. I know, I know, but, but I'm going to push back on that because – I think everywhere he's played, maybe outside of Buffalo. No, no, everywhere he's played. No, 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 no. But as far as leadership in that room, I mean, the Sabres have, have been bad for a long time. And when he was there, it was it was just a bad situation. But Atlanta, Winnipeg, I mean, Winnipeg had some pretty good guys in that room as well. So I, I'm i going to push back on that a little bit. And that's Connor McDavid. And, and I mean, look, he's in that room. He knows. But. I think there's been good leadership everywhere Evander Kane has played outside of maybe Buffalo. So so I don't know if I believe that it's going to be any different in Edmonton. Because honestly, I'll tell I don't, you why I don't it's think different. Kane I'll tell believes. you exactly right now why it's different. Because if, if you don't get along and toe the line for Connor McDavid, he's going straight to Kenny Holland and he's saying, done. Well, I don't, and, and Evander Kane is out. But that's, it, take, it takes Connor McDavid to... It, it doesn't have to be Connor McDavid tuning in or keeping an eye on Evander Kane. This is up to Evander Kane to tow the, the company line and be a good teammate and a good player. Because if he's not a good teammate or he's not a good player or if he starts doing other things, Connor McDavid, his his legacy is on the line here. He's taken a lot of heat for this organization, not doing what they need to be doing and being as successful as they are expected to be. He's going straight to Connie Holland and and... Uh, it's so it. I, I don't think it's as much leadership as it's like you got to impress the veterans on that team or you're out. There's, well, I, there's no questions asked. I just don't think that Evander King cares because I think well, he, he should because this is his last well, chance. He, he should have cared in San Jose too, and yeah. and and it didn't. So 
Fair. Um, you know, Absolutely. I, I, I just don't – I think the guy is – unfortunately for him, he's super See? talented. You're looking at it from the from the personal side, and no, no, no. I, but he, he's I, super talented, but people I, can't I separate think the two. I, but I think there's a connection because as talented of a player as he is, look, if he could have come to Vegas and helped this team win, I'm all on board with it because at the end of the day, that's really what matters. But I don't think the guy can control himself off the ice, and I don't think last chance really matters to him because I just don't think he has it in him. And I hope I'm wrong. Because I want to see him be successful, because I think it would be a great redemption story. But I just don't think he has it in him to to, to behave. There's no way you can evaluate this on, or and off the ice together. It's off the ice, no way. On, absolutely. But if you get in between, the bias, opinion, and your and your uh, take on on the player gets uh, gets in the way. We'll see. He's going to make his debut tomorrow night. And uh, we'll watch it with great interest. Nathan McKinnon out uh, for at least three games after he was hit by Taylor Hall yesterday. Taylor Hall was initially assessed a minor uh, or a major penalty, uh, but it ended up being that Taylor Hall hit McKinnon and McKinnon's own stick got him in the face. And yeah. That's why there was so much blood. But uh, McKinnon's out uh, in concussion protocol uh, right now and a fractured uh, facial bone. It was pretty gruesome, and it was. I, I I don't blame the officials no, who made no. the call on the ice. But they because, got to review it, and yeah, and it was good that they reviewed it because your initial reaction is, wow, that's a, that's a vicious hit by Taylor Hall, who I don't really think has a reputation for being that kind of guy. But when you watch it again, multiple angles, you can see that there was really no ill intent, and and I thought because the game was on TNT, and I thought the announcers made a, a really good point in saying. After the play, that Hall seemed kind of confused as to why Landis Gog yeah, went was, after uh, him. Darren Pang. I uh, got to fly through a couple of here. So, facial fracture for Nathan McKinnon. Jonathan Thames out with uh, concussion. He's out indefinitely. So, that's a big blow to any chances to uh, get going for the Chicago Blackhawks. And Aaron Dell, this was a couple of days ago, but wanted to revisit it. Uh, suspended for three games after hitting Drake Batherson. The interesting part about this, if you don't know, is Aaron Dell's a goaltender and when he goes out to play the puck, he tends tendency at the odd time to throw a body check to the pursuing forechecker. He did it to Mark Stone during an exhibition game last year at T-Mobile Arena. It's a cheap play. It's a dirty play. It's a play that I might do every now and then myself. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, saying that uh, it would never cross your mind, but it's cheap and it's dirty. And, uh, and three games to a goaltender is a significant suspension. Especially a backup goaltender. Yeah, and it was senseless, and Drake Batherson's hurt, and he's not going to participate in the All-Star game, so Brady Kachuk's going to get to come and hang out with his buddy Mark Stone. Uh, so that's, uh, I guess that's good for, for Stone and Kachuk, but uh, Aaron Dell, it was, it was dumb. And we've all done dumb things. But there's <laughs> the fact, that, like it's, but it's one-off, like you do one-off dumb, He's done this a few times, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and the thing is, he's kind of a fringe guy. Like, he's not, he's certainly not a, an every night starter for, for no. any team. So, you would imagine a guy who's a Here's fringe player isn't going to be out there putting his all their career. Goaltenders, all their goalies are hurt. And now Michael Hauser's in COVID protocol. They yeah. got nobody, <laughs> they got no goalies. <laughs> Oh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, number 30, retired today by the, uh, the awesome. New York Rangers. And I loved it. If you follow Henrik Lundqvist on social media, he, he gave you, like, the play-by-play of it and uh, all the emotions uh, that went into it. And But King Henrik, 
uh, the number 30 retired in the Raptors of MSG. Never played a game for any other team. He signed with, with Washington, but didn't play. And he is now uh, on his way to the Hall of Fame. And he is uh, also uh, that number 30. That banner hangs up there with uh, with all the great uh, New York Rangers. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he, he. it's a shame I never had the opportunity to see him play because he's one of my favorite guys and one of my favorite players of this generation and just such a cool player, such a cool guy. We have tickets uh, to give away? Yeah, we do. Uh, I know you will be there. I will probably be there as well. But now you have an opportunity to go uh, to FanFest. The truly hard seltzer NHL fanfare is coming Thursday, February 3rd through Sunday, February 6th in the West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. This is a must-attend for any hockey fan. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Now, you will have to come to the station to pick these up beginning Tuesday, but uh, opportunity to go to FanFest, which is uh, taking place. can't believe it's already next week. That's crazy. Yeah, nuts. Uh, we'll uh, go with uh, caller number five today. Caller number five, eight seven six thirteen forty, is uh, the number if you want an opportunity to win a couple of tickets to Fanfare at the uh, West Hall of the Las Vegas Convention Center. One timers, brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Catching up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <laughs> When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Not that I haven't been talking to you all day, but... uh, But it's our shtick. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, disappointing. I was actually supposed to take the trip to Florida for last night's game and uh, tomorrow night's game against the Lightning. But uh, I'll tell you, that COVID is everywhere. I had to deal with uh, some family... In Florida, testing positive for it, so I was going to stay with with that family in Florida, and uh, things changed, but everyone's doing good. Uh, Nobody's really sick from it, so uh, that's a good thing. I'm glad I found out on Tuesday afternoon my cousin called me and let me know what was going on because had it been 24 hours later, I would have been on my way to Florida and would have been in a bit of a pickle. So, uh, But kind of disappointing. I was looking forward to making that trip. Would have been cool to check out the arena in Sunrise. And That's been... why you were going. You were going to see hockey. No, no. I, well, I was actually going to go see some family as well. You know, I had the excuse to, to be able to go see family and, and check out some <laughs> hockey as well. But uh, now now I have a credit with Southwest Airlines, so oh. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Probably use it to go see some hockey. But, uh, yeah. Although what I'm thinking is UNLV plays at Notre Dame next year in college football. And I've never been what? to an Irish game. And the funny thing is, the Irish are actually coming to Vegas to play a game two weeks before that. They're playing BYU at Allegiant Stadium. So I'm thinking I'm going to make the trip to South Bend to go check out UNLV and Notre Dame. Because to me, that's one of like the holy grounds of college football. Does Southwest fly to? Yeah, uh... well, they don't fly to South Bend. They fly to Chicago. They fly to Detroit, which I don't think is too far away. And they fly to Indianapolis, which is only about a two-hour drive. So... I, I have the ability to, to actually use my credit now to put it towards sports. So um, I told my wife, I said, look, I want to go to Notre Dame, go check out a game. So that's the one, I think. Detroit or Chicago to get to South Bend? I have no idea about where South Bend is geographically. Northeast Indiana. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, have a good weekend, pal. You too.